Are there any areas of your life which you consider private and not open to discussion? Eh, not really. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> that was an easy question. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I, I consider you to be, while you are very open and sharing a lot, there are certain areas that you are very private about. You're a private person while still being... That's just embarrassing things that I did when I was younger. Oh, I see. Okay, yes. we. That's pretty much it. We will not discuss those. I give you my word. At least not while you're on the podcast. What? No, I'm just joking. Welcome to Tilt Parenting, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and today's episode is another kids POV special episode or what my 13-year-old likes to refer to as the Asher Specials. This week, Asher's answering listener questions. So we'll be talking about everything from how Asher feels about having ADHD, what helped him get through the difficult transition of moving abroad when he was nine years old, what are the qualities of a good teacher, how he tracks his schoolwork, and much more. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Asher, welcome to the podcast. Hello. It's been a little while since we've done an episode. I think our last one was the post space camp wrap up. Yeah, it was. But today we are taking listener questions. I shared something in the newsletter and on the Facebook page, and I got a bunch of questions for you. So are you up for doing a little Q&A? Yeah, I'd love to. All right. I didn't actually put these in any order. So we'll just see how this goes. Okay. Ask the best ones last. All right. Well, we'll just see how it goes. I think they're all pretty good. I should hope so. Okay. Here's the first one. My child really loves listening to your one-on-one podcast with Asher. His question for Asher is, is it hard having ADHD? He really didn't want to elaborate or be more specific than that. So I realized that he is still trying to understand what it means and how it impacts him in his daily life. He was only recently diagnosed. He really identifies with Asher and it's helped him to see there's another child like him. I don't know. I've never not had ADHD. What's what's hard about it is that other is that other people aren't used to people with ADHD, and thus it's just harder for them t- to interact with things designed for non-ADHD people. Mm-hmm. Right. What my understanding is that from our conversations is that ADHD is something that you actually credit with being responsible for a lot of your gifts. Yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, definitely, definitely people with ADHD are more creative, right? Really, though, that's just a side effect of thinking differently. You think of things other people wouldn't think of. In fact, it's not that it's not that thinking differently makes you more creative. It's that creativity is thinking differently. Mm-hmm. So you're saying the hardest part about it is that other people expect you to be a certain way that is that you're not right. But other than that, it's not a hard thing to have. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, let's change subjects. Here's another listener question. We're contemplating a move across the country next year, and my 12-year-old, twice-exceptional Aspie, is very tense about leaving the family routines and people. 
What tools, experiences, philosophies, etc. did each of you find useful in your big move overseas? And what helped ease the anxiety you both probably felt about such a big change? Well, I was really not happy about the move. Mm -hmm. I think one of the main things that did it for him was just that it was so much better in Amsterdam. Yeah, but that took you a while to realize, though, didn't it? Yeah, and before that, I was just miserable. Well, do you remember any of the things that we did the summer before we moved as we started to prepare? No, I don't. It was a while ago now. It was over four years ago. One of the things that we did that I remember helped us prepare was we actually you sat down with Julie George, who we've had on the show a couple of times, and she worked at the UW Autism Center. And you guys sat down and talked about all the things that you were feeling upset about. Do you remember doing that? Yeah, I do a little bit. I actually was cleaning out my office yesterday and I found the original list that Julie wrote because after that session, she walked into me. She said, here you go. <laughs> Here's the list. What? Here's the you betrayed No, me. that was the whole point. It wasn't a betrayal. It was information. It was like, these are the things that Asher's really upset about. And they were all very valid concerns, concerns about leaving your friends, concerns about the time difference, concerns about, you know, all kinds of things. The time difference? Why would that matter? Well, because you knew that if you wanted to have like a virtual play date with a friend on the West Coast, that was going to be tricky. So you had all these very valid concerns. I think having to learn another language was one of them. There were about 10. And one of the things that we spent time doing both before the move and then in those first few months after the move was really looking at those and doing Dr. Ross Green's collaborative problem solving approach in looking at, okay, this is a problem. And what can we do to address this problem and try to come up with solutions ahead of time? Yeah, they didn't all work for sure. But at least but it was really helpful to at least know what your true concerns was. So getting that all out on the table helped me as a parent be more sensitive and understand where your big emotions were coming from, because there was a reason for all of it. There was a reason why you were so angry. And at least then I understood why. And it helped me to be more sensitive to what we needed to really focus on once we got here. Yeah. And do you remember anything that helped you adjust? Or was it just a matter of letting time go by? I think it was really just a matter of letting time go by. Lots of tiny things accumulated, and I slowly realized Amsterdam was actually nicer than Seattle. Mm. Well, it ended up being better for our family, for sure. Okay, thanks for answering that question. It was a long time ago. and um, Yeah, it was very difficult to answer. Well, let me ask you one more question before we move on. You know, we don't know what the future holds, and... You know, say a couple of years from now, we decide, you know what, when we're going to move back to the States, we found this great opportunity or whatever. Do you think that having now been through such a big transition would make a transition in the future easier? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. I would think so too. I think for all of us. Yeah. And a lot of my friends here have moved back. So <laughs> that's true. I'd get to see them plus my old friends. Yeah, that's true. 
The expat life means we say goodbye to people a lot, which is one of the hardest parts about it. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Here's another question. I know you're homeschooled, but do you have any difficulties keeping track of your school assignments and staying organized? And how involved is mom in the process? Mm, She's pretty involved, but we're working on it. Yeah, do you want to say more about that? Yeah, we've we've got a whole schedule, and Mom usually reminds me, oh, you need to do your science homework. Well, we've started doing something new this year in our morning meetings. Maybe you could talk about that. Yeah, where we uh, list out everything I, I do for the day, and then I just work from that list. Mm-hmm. And eventually our goal is to have me list out everything to do for the day, and then I'll work from that list. Yes, that's exactly right. This is new this year. And, and all Mom does is the teaching. That's the goal. That's what we're working towards. Yeah. So basically, this is the first year we've done this is that in our morning meeting, I have I've created a little form and it has every one of Asher's classes listed on it. And every day, the goal is for him to write down the date, and then check in on every class and write down very specifically what task has to be accomplished that day. So in science class, you know, Yeah, I have to do an experiment with pendulums. Right. So kind of filling that in. And that way, if you have a bigger assignment due, you can keep an eye on it. And yeah, the goal is that eventually you'll be tracking all of that by yourself. So I guess we have some scaffolding and we'll be taking that away over time. Oh, and the other thing we do is we have study hall now. And that's a new kind of class. Yeah, where I just do homework for things mostly. Right. And we have that because you're taking a couple of classes virtually and Yeah, and I can decide what I want to do and when I want to do it during study hall. Exactly. So I can just so I can go, okay, today I'll tackle the science homework and then tomorrow I'll write that paper for language arts and then Yes. So it's not a perfect system yet, but I know, you know, this is one of my personal goals is for you, Asher, to be taking more and more responsibility for your schoolwork. Yeah, that's one of my goals, too. Right, because you'll need that for sure, you know, in the coming years and as school gets more intense and or if you go back into a traditional school setting and certainly when you go on to university. So we're doing a little bit at a time, but I feel like we're laying some groundwork this year for your organization. Are you feeling that way, too? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, this listener said they heard your very first interview, and they'd like to know who have been your best teachers ever, and what trait do you think makes a good teacher? Mm, I think mom is definitely up there. Thank you. (laughs) Dad's also quite a good math teacher. He is, yes. Any other teachers from your school days that stood out as being... I don't really remember them that well. We'll be right back after this quick break. So in our house these days, Darren and I have been working together to up-level our nutrition and healthy lifestyle habits. Maybe it's our age, our changing bodies, my shifting hormones, whatever the reason, I'm here for it. And that's why I'm loving Green Chef, a meal company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Green Chef offers gut-friendly recipes each week and is committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. 
Darren and I are particularly big fans of their nutrient-dense, science-backed gut and brain health recipes developed in partnership with registered dietitians that improve digestion, reduce bloat, and also boost energy and immunity. This week's favorites, turkey, black bean, and sweet potato chili, and the Baja chicken bowls with mango salsa. I mean, don't those sound delicious? But if that's not your thing, you can choose from a variety of customized meals to suit your lifestyles with preferences like keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, gluten-free, and protein-packed. Whatever you choose, you'll get farm-fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins, along with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes delivered straight to your door. Go to greenchef.com slash 60tilt and use code 60tilt to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months when you use the code 60tilt at greenchef.com slash 60tilt. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. This year, I've been working on becoming more attuned to my body, and so I'm starting to really recognize how periodic spikes in anxiety or disruptions to my routines can seriously throw my whole system off. And as I've been traveling a ton this past month, which is both disruptive and somewhat stressful, I'm especially glad that I have the extra support of Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement from Ritual with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Symbiotic Plus provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. And it comes in this very cool minty delayed release capsule, which was specifically designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon. The bonus is that the capsules don't need to be refrigerated, so I can easily bring them with me in my carry-on. On a personal level, I love that Ritual is committed to sustainability. They're a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable long-term to not only think about their company's financial health, but also the health of people in our planet. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. What is what is it then? How would you define a good teacher? Someone who teaches you the way you learn. Mm. <laughs> Rather than the way they think everyone should learn. Right? Mm-hmm. Someone who doesn't go, stop fidgeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Someone who understands and appreciates the way that you think and tries to connect with you through that. Exactly. All right. Okay. This listener wants to know, how has homeschooling with your parents prepared you for higher education? Meaning higher education? Yeah. And that's a kind of a euphemism for college or university. Uh, why is it a euphemism? College and university aren't bad. Is a euphemism always bad? Generally, yeah. Yeah. Here, I'll look it up in the dictionary. No, you're right. What's the definition? A mild or indirect word or expression substituted for one considered to be too harsh or blunt. Hmm. Oh, no, it is when referring to something unpleasant or embarrassing. Okay, so euphemism was the wrong word. And then a diphemism is the opposite, which is an unpleasant term used instead of a pleasant one. Hmm. Okay. 
Shall we ask the question again? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. How has homeschooling with your parents prepared you for higher education? Uh, well, certainly prepared me better than regular school, because this time I'm learning this stuff. <laughs> You're actually learning this stuff, huh? Yeah. I can do more than I could if I were in regular school. What do you mean by that? In regular school, I wouldn't really understand the stuff because they wouldn't teach it right. But here in homeschool, we can teach it however we want. That's true. I'm curious what you think university or college would be like. Do you have an idea in your mind of what that would be like compared to traditional school? No? Okay. Yeah, that's probably a tough one to answer. Okay. This listener wants to know how you're enjoying the blend of online lessons external tutors like your art teacher and your Dutch teacher, and then mama-led curriculum this school year. And do you have a preference for one over the other? No, I don't. They're all great. I think a mix is healthy, though, right? You say more? Online curriculums are great for stuff mom doesn't know about. Mom is great at stuff mom knows about. (laughs) And tutors are great at stuff the tutors know about, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, stuff like art and Dutch. You can't really do an online curriculum for art, can you? Well, you could, but it wouldn't be the same. Exactly. I'm curious to know about the online curriculum. You know, last year you did one class, this semester you're doing two. What do you think of that? Because that's giving you a chance to interact with other kids and a, and a different teacher in a live setting. Yeah, it's nice. I can have discussions mm-hmm. with other people, most of whom are wrong. Oh, my goodness, Asher. What? What do you mean most of whom are wrong? Especially in philosophy class. Can you really be wrong in philosophy class? Well, no, but you can say something that's absurd. In your opinion. Yeah, and then when you explain why it's absurd, no, basically they say something and I'm, and then I find a situation where it would seem where it would seem like a bad rule, and they go, What's that have to do with my rule? It's like lying is bad. What if you lie to save someone's life? And it's like, what does that have to do with my rule? Right? Right. Yeah, it's annoying. Mm. Well, that's kind of what it's about, right? Philosophy is about talking about these questions and considering different points of view. I know, but they don't. Well, but you do, right? Yeah. Well, then I'm sure that's what everyone thinks, though. Maybe. <laughs> everyone in philosophy class thinks they're the one who's right. Yeah, you're probably right. And that's not so different from the the experience that most of us as adults have in our strong beliefs as well, right? Yeah. So maybe this is preparing you for being a compassionate human and knowing how to see yeah. other points of view. I remember there was the introduction to a Dilbert book mm-hmm. was, I've noticed that whenever I get something wrong, it's, beca- it's because I'm a busy person who doesn't have time to thoroughly research everything. But when other people get things wrong, it's because they're ignorant morons. <laughs> I've, I've found that 
when posting on my blog, other people think I'm the ignorant morons and they're the ones who haven't thoroughly researched everything. Those ignorant morons keep getting everything backwards. That is so like them. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) Okay. On that note, I'm going to move along. Okay. Yeah. Someone wants to know if you could schedule your perfect school day. What would that look like and why? Uh, It would look like a Thursday. Okay. That means probably nothing to our listeners. So. Okay, well, on our schedule, Thursday's the best day. Why? Because we have a special class where I do fun things. Is that the big project class? Yeah. Right now I'm making a font. As of yet, unnamed font, although I've given you some ideas, but you haven't liked any of them. (laughs) They weren't good ideas. (laughs) Well, I think they were. It's only going to be like 20 bucks. Buy it now. Okay, we're not advertising on the podcast. So, um... Okay, so it would be a Thursday because you have the big project and yeah. anything else about Thursdays? Not really. And I have baked something for breakfast the day before. Mm. So your perfect school day or your coffee cake. Got it. But it wouldn't be a day with no classes. No, it wouldn't. Okay. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and then when when we finished school, I'd read and play puzzle games. Okay. That sounds pretty nice. Thank you. Okay, let's move on. Would you consider online education in the future to accelerate your academic preparedness? Well, I'm using online education right now, Mm -hmm. so. You think you'll be doing much more of that? Yeah, I think so. So we get into stuff that even mom doesn't know about. Even mom doesn't know about. I think yeah. I think we're in that stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, plenty. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually really love learning along with you, especially in our history class that we're doing right now. That's been really awesome. Yeah, we're reading this big, long book about history. Yeah. Specifically world history. No, American history. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're reading The People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn, and it is so good. We're just really enjoying it. At least I am. You're enjoying it too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to move on. All right, this listener wants to know what the benefits and or drawbacks are of being educated while living in the Netherlands. Do you think living here has anything to do with our... Um, schooling? Yeah. No, I don't. I, I Well, I mean, I do have to learn Dutch, I suppose. Is that a benefit or a drawback? It's both. Why is that? It's, it's more work, but it's better, but it's also good to learn more languages. And I'd probably be learning a language if I were in, um, in the U.S. too. Yeah, I remember I was learning Spanish. Mm-hmm. I would say, just to jump in, that For me, there also have been benefits and drawbacks. The benefits are that we have a lot of freedom and flexibility and we have access to so much here in Europe that has helped us bring a lot of our curriculum alive and being able to visit places. And Yeah, it's always been cool when we read about some history and then we go somewhere. Exactly. And that's, for me, been one of the biggest benefits. And then one of the biggest drawbacks has been that there isn't a huge homeschooling community here. And there aren't a lot of kids that we've connected with Asher's age who are homeschooled. There aren't really co-op homeschool co-ops like there are in the US and a lot of other countries. So we're kind kind of on our own a lot of the time. And that is one of the one of the tougher parts of it, in my opinion, is just not having that infrastructure and that support that many people have. Okay, a few more questions around our wrap up. Yeah, for three more questions. I hope they're good questions. I think they're good. They're very thoughtful. Here's one. Are there any areas of your life which you consider private and not open to discussion? Eh, not really. Yeah? Okay. That was an easy question. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, I, I consider you to be, while you are very open and sharing a lot, there are certain areas that you are very private about. You're a private person while still being. That's just embarrassing things that I did when I was younger. Oh, I see. 
Okay. Yes. We, That's pretty much it. We will not discuss those. I give you my word. At least not while you're on the podcast. What? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. Good. I, I do not share any embarrassing. Not a very funny joke, though. I thought it was kind of funny. I don't share embarrassing Astro stories on the podcast. I give you my word. Okay. And for me, I'll answer that question too. Um, we're pretty much an open book. I'm sure listeners know that by this point. So we try to share things that we think would be helpful with our listeners and that are honest in a way that hopefully sparks conversation and helping yeah. people feel less alone in their experience. So that's kind of why, why we do this. Okay. What issues do you feel are most important at this time? Kind of like, what do you mean? Like world issues? Yeah, I think so. I think kind of, what do you think are kind of the big issues right now in the world? There are lots of them, but most of them are very divisive issues. Mm -hmm. Annoyingly. So do you want to share any of the issues that you think are kind of the things we need to be paying attention to right now? Well, there's global warming, of course, mm -hmm. because the last time the atmosphere changed, it caused a mass extinction, mm -hmm. and we don't want to cause a mass extinction. No, that would not be good. Okay, so global warming. Yeah, the oxygen catastrophe. The first plants changed the atmosphere from carbon dioxide to oxygen and killed everything that breathed carbon dioxide. Hmm. Yeah. And so what other? And I think critical thinking is an issue. Can you say more about that? They don't teach critical thinking skills in schools. And how, how would you define critical thinking? Questioning stuff, science. Hmm. That is something you in particular are very passionate about, huh? Yeah. Because it annoys me when people are wrong. In your opinion. <laughs> right? No, actually, they're objectively wrong. At least some of the time. Okay. Okay, so critical thinking, global warming. Anything else before we move on? Any other Not really. Big I think issues? those are big. I think those are the biggest issues. All right, so we are going to get to the last question. This listener wants you to look into the future and is curious. Don't we have any easy questions? We can do a little lightning round of easy questions at the end if you want. Yeah, like, what's your favorite color? Okay, we'll do that. Like that. Okay, so here's the last question. And where do you think you will be five years from now? I don't know. Geez, I'd, I'd probably be in college. Okay. Probably, definitely. Yeah, say more. Hopefully a good one. Mm -hmm. What do you think you'll be studying or working towards? I don't know, engineering, probably. It's always fun. And it's apparently the most practical thing you can get a degree in, hmm. I which is also convenient. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, so five years from now, you think you'll be studying engineering in, a, in hopefully a good college somewhere. Well, definitely a good college, because I wouldn't. The best one I could get. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for answering those questions. You're welcome. And let's do a quick little lightning round, okay? Okay. All right, so I have four super short questions for you, things that listeners are curious about, and you can answer them quickly, and then we'll wrap up, okay? Okay. Okay, so the first one is, what is your favorite video game right now? 
Uh, currently or just ever? Currently. It's the Talos Principle. And the Talos Principle is? A puzzle game. It's super good. The Talos Principle. Okay. What is your favorite class that you're taking or your favorite subject? I don't really have a favorite subject. They're all really good. Uh, maybe the big project. <laughs> the big project. Yeah, that one's nice. Okay. What's your favorite place that you've traveled since moving abroad? Again, I don't really have a favorite. They've all been super nice. The most recent place we've gone, though, was Portugal, and it was really nice. And we went to the beach and ate steak. You and the steak. They have really good steak in Portugal. Yes, that was a selling point. Okay. And lastly, what do you miss most about living in the United States? My friends. That's about it. Mm -hmm. And ice cream sandwiches. Friends and ice cream sandwiches. Yeah, surprisingly, ice cream sandwiches are tricky to find. Surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are no ice cream sandwiches to be found. At least not the proper kind. Definitely not in the Netherlands. We found them in a few other places we traveled, but it's always exciting when we spot them. But we do have these tasty caramel things. What are they? Which ones? With chocolate, you know? Tasty caramel things with chocolate. Yeah, magnums. Oh, I think they have magnums everywhere now. But we can appreciate them anyway. All right. Well, that covers the listener questions for today. Is there anything else you want to share before we say goodbye? Uh, Not really. But you really should get my font. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. (laughs) The to-be-named font. Yeah, buy it now. Speaking of which, I have some new ideas for a name for it for you. Not he's he who smelt it dealt it. <laughs> Not a, that, that's the worst name for anything. Uh, okay, we're going to say goodbye now. Okay, see ya. Thanks for the conversation, Asher. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. For the show notes for this episode, visit tiltparenting.com slash podcast and search for this conversation. If you like what you heard on today's episode, I would be grateful if you could take a minute to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or a review. Thank you so much for helping us stay visible so people who would benefit from the show can easily find it. If you want to support the show and help me cover the cost of production, please consider joining my Patreon campaign. To support the show, just visit patreon.com slash tilt parenting. Lastly, if you aren't already part of the online community at Tilt, I invite you to sign up at tiltparenting.com on the box in the bottom where it says join the revolution. Every Thursday, I send out a short email with a quick note from me, a link to that week's podcast episode, and links to five stories from the news that week that are relevant to parents like us. Again, you can sign up and learn more about Tilt at www.tiltparenting.com. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. 
Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.